0: Welcome into News Made Simple for July 14th, 2022. And as always, we are brought to you by the BitBox O2 Hardware Wallet. Go to BitBox, go, go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off and get your keys off the exchange because uh, they're dropping like flies. Every place yeah. that's custodying your Bitcoin is dropping like flies. So get yourself a hardware wallet. ASAP as possible and secure your keys. And also I will shout out again, movies plus we're doing a bunch of dope stuff, doing a bunch of great stuff. And we have uh, Swan Bitcoin working with us and we're their show hard money. You can watch it every week. Their new show with Natalie Brunel on movies. Plus we also have five Bitcoin documentaries on there. And if you use the promo code Swan, you will get a year of movies plus for 20 bucks. So go to mymoviesplus.com or in the app store search for movies plus. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been quite a week. So what in the world is going on in the world of bitcoin? First off, let's I'll just say the bullet points of things we want to talk about but I mean CPI 9.1% euro dollar parity, Celsius bankruptcy, protests around the world. Let's get into CPI first. What do you guys think were you surprised that we actually I know nobody's surprised that we are that high, but are you surprised that they actually printed a number over nine?
1: I'm surprised that, no. yeah. I'm surprised that they they actually went went ahead with it. Uh, firstly, I, I think every single week we come back and it's like, hang on a minute, we had an even more crazy week than last week. And I just think that kind of shows the times. Uh, what's, what's that quote? Uh, like, it's like the 2020s kind of feels like that quote from Lennon. Um, there's decades where nothing happens. And then there's days where decades happen. And that's kind of like what the past month has felt like. Past month's been really, really volatile. But yeah, like my 2020 view of inflation is it's going to average 8 to 10%. That's what governments need to deleverage the debt burden that they're currently under. Um, And all governments run the same playbook. So I'm like... Yeah, Yeah, well, I'm not so sure about that. We'll get into that, I'm sure, later in the video, but... Um, it'll be interesting to watch everything unfold. 9.1 did surprise me a little
2: bit. Um, even, what do you think, Phil? Um, I'm not really surprised. I just know it was bad. I didn't know what the expected print was. It was supposed to be 9 or like 8.9? Uh, regardless, it's like not a surprise. And I mean, it's funny that you say that as as chaos, uh, as time moves on, chaos is gonna ensue even more. And I think that's pretty uh, accurate. And I think that follows along the lines of as PAL keeps tightening, uh, that we're gonna see that. I'm hoping, what the heck? Oh, we shared screens? Okay. Um, I just hope that he raises like a few more points than expected, but this isn't a surprise. This is just all in the playbook. Of the Federal Reserve tightening that basically maintain their monetary independence and dominance from LIBOR in Europe and crush the euro, as we've seen. And the euro is now under parity. It is a one euro equals one dollar and one cent. So, uh, and that's the first time,
0: time in like the euro's lifetime, isn't it?
2: I think so. 20 years.
0: I think the euro's only been around for 20 years Mm mm-hmm so 99
2: or something stupid yeah but yeah palestinian is a death to globalism that's just case in point what it is which i'm in favor
0: of i'm um, i think most of us are in favor of that um the uh, interesting not to get too far off the topic but but i i remember uh you tweeted phil you said something about I don't know exactly what it was, but you said something along the lines of eventually the Fed, you know, right now the Fed is tightening to, to remain dollar supremacy, that there's retain their dollar supremacy, but um, they They eventually will adopt Bitcoin to remain, to, to stay what independent from,
2: yeah, so I'll, I'll read the tweet here. After they destroyed the current... Well, first of all, the Federal Reserve plans to tighten... and The Federal Reserve plan to tighten, increase rates, and strengthen the dollar to destroy Europe and assert its financial dominance and independence from LIBOR and the offshore dollar market is playing out in real time, especially from what we've seen this past week. And after they destroyed the current monetary system, the Fed is going to build its new monetary system on Bitcoin. And they will choose that over a CBDC because the CBDC completely castrates the Federal Reserve cartel and the banking industry and the banking sector, the largest lobbyist lobby lobbying um, the sector in the country and arguably the world. And so it strips out the banking system. And remember, the banks are the shareholders of the Fed. So if you take out the banks, the Fed has no power, which is what Davos wants. Okay, And so basically, the Fed's going to choose building their infrastructure on top of Bitcoin over at CBDC to preserve the power of the banking sector and maintain its credibility. What better way to maintain your credibility than build your financial infrastructure on the most sound monetary policy in the world? And you think that this is stupid, and then they won't give up their monetary dominance of just fiat central planners. Sure, fair enough but they can still build a stablecoin on top of Bitcoin. They can still build a stablecoin on top of Bitcoin where they can manipulate it however they want. And we had a paper, and shout out to Mike Hobart, and Bitcoin Magazine retweeted this, but Mike Hobart pulled from a paper from the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. This was June of this year. And I just want to read a few passages here that, it says that we find that adoption of the Lightning Network has led to a reduction in Bitcoin blockchain congestion and lower mining fees. The results are significant but statistically and economically and cannot be explained by changes in demand for blockchain space nor by other technological developments. We find that limited evidence that the greater centralization of the network is associated with lower fees. Our results suggest that Lightning Network can help Bitcoin achieve Greater scalability allowing it to operate better as a payment system, according to our results, if the Lightning Network had existed in 2017, congestion would have been 93% lower. Like, how fucking based is that? <laughs> yeah. And one more, one more thing I want to point out. So, let me just read the entire conclusion. Uh, Good. They're basically pandering and saying that this is a benefit to the environment and this is a complete delineation between the banks in the us who have this kind of rational position this economically rational position as opposed to what the eu davos christine lagarde all those twats want they want to refocus redirect monetary policy for the benefit of climate change and that is not what america is about and so that is hinted in this paper you can go point by point there for a minute. I,
1: I think a lot of people will hear that and they'll jump to conclusions and think we're crazy. Um, I, I think I think there, there's an intermediary kind of process. I don't think... big yeah. I, like, I, I'm not I'm saying, saying this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, so let's break it apart for people point by point. I, I think the US's first step is... Um, if they do, if they are, hypothetically, if I've got my tinfoil hat on, and if Jerome Power is waging war against the burnt lobster Christine Lagarde by raising interest <laughs> rates and draining capital out of Europe so it flows to the US, then that means it's gonna break the financial system rapidly. Yeah, I, I don't I'm so I think the first step for the United States is to kind of nationalize stable points. I, I I agree with the end conclusion, if we go down this rabbit hole that the US is going to adopt bitcoin i i it just makes rational sense if europe china um if they adopt cbdc surveillance coin and anti-freedom coin um and they both have very large gold holdings the u.s can't back the dollar by gold they need to back it by something else so they've got no other options it's bitcoin um but I, I just think there's a first it'll be nationalized stable coins as their quote-unquote kind of cbdc um, yeah. but they'll
2: build then- those stable coins on top of bitcoin
1: Exactly. And the Lightning Networks, how they do it with with, uh, developments such as Tarot just recently being talked about.
2: Or even if Tarot isn't like fully fledged, they can like copy paste what Blockstream does, right? Their federation. And like, you know, JP Morgan, uh, Citibank, Wells Fargo, all of them are like a part of that like stable coin on top of Bitcoin federation. Right? So they can't even get away with that. And then, I mean, just like how Blue Wallet works, when you do Blue Wallet to Blue Wallet, that's not using the Lightning Network. It's just a database entry that when you go like from Blue Wallet to Wallet of, of Satoshi, like that's actually using the Lightning Network. But mm-hmm. as long as they build a stable infrastructure on top of Bitcoin, they can just have data entries like between all of these and have like the same like network and they can make scalable fast payments.
0: Which is interesting because... So, you know, because there's people that always say, like, well, what if, like, when the block subsidy goes away, there's not going to be any, you know, fees to to make up? Lick my taint, yeah. that's what I say. <laughs> it is going to, like, so I, when I just interviewed Steve Barber, so a little teaser for Monday, next Monday's episode, but, like. You know, he pointed out, first of all, that we're going to find out it's not going to be 2140. He's like with the block subsidy in like 12 years is going to be less than a, a whole Bitcoin. So <laughs> like in 20 to 30 years, we'll know like in our lifetime, we'll know whether or not fees can make it up. But you think about the entire like currency exchange market and bank to bank exchanges. That is all getting replaced by Bitcoin miners. That's yep. what that'll be eventually. Wait. And if they all have their own stable coin on top of bitcoin and they need to make transfers between themselves then you know all those fees everything it's going to be large transfers that is all processed by the miner that i have running in my basement. And so they can't cheat the network anymore. And i agree. I mean i think they'd love to be able to you know have complete manipulation but their only chance to avoid the cbdc is to make their own and do it on top of Bitcoin.
2: What are we looking at?
0: I don't know.
1: Oh, I was pulling up this chart earlier. So when we were talking about volatility and how I expect the 2020s to be really, really volatile. I was just kind of showing that yeah, this well, is let's, what happens.
0: Let's get back into that. Yeah, show, show, talk about those charts. If you're not watching on you, YouTube, you can watch, but Luke will explain it anyways.
1: So I'm going to blow this chart up here. This is the price of the German mark. Uh, pricing gold and you can kind of see you um, as you're going through 1919 1920 and 1921 you get lots of these big large corrections in the price of gold so they look small on the chart but when you jump over and look to the left here and you look at this other chart that measures the volatility of gold these small little dips the hopeful moments uh, circled in green on the chart on the right they're actually like 50 to 80 percent corrections in the price of gold and it just kind of shows that um, when the math is inevitable and you're going for a currency collapse at the end of an 80-year long-term debt cycle, um, it just gets more and more volatile the closer you get towards the end. So that's what this chart here with the red lines is showing. You can see how the corrections are small in between 1914 and 1917. but The closer you get to 1923 in the inevitable collapse, the volatility picks up a lot. Um, and that's kind of what I expect to see throughout the 2020s. Um, And like this was another chart of, um, I'm focusing on the chart on the right here, so I'll blow it up a bit. Um, This kind of shows what inflation did in the 1940s. So it wasn't, so the, the US government today has the same amount of debt that they had in the 1940s. I think they're going to play the exact same playbook to deleverage their balance sheet. I think what they did in the 1940s was overall, they pretty much peaked interest rates pretty low. They kept them pretty low and they let inflation run hot. Um, So inflation averaged about 10% for the decade in the 1940s. And the US government was able to shrink its balance sheet from 120% of GDP to 60% of GDP. But you can see inflation had three large major spikes. So it spiked up to 15%. They tried to tighten monetary policy. Inflation crashed back down to zero. Everybody thought it was going back to normal and the problem was solved and inflation spiked up to 20% and then it crashed back down to zero and it spikes up. That's kind of how I see the 2020s unfolding. And I think with Jerome Powell raising interest rates at the moment, you're watching the financial system on the brink of collapse. And I just think we're in the first one of these little deflationary crashes um, on, on the way to inevitable uh, hyperinflation.
2: Yeah, so how, Luke, how do they actually lower their balance sheet? Do they just, like, theoretically destroy those assets by, like, clicking delete on the keyboard? Well, it kind of
1: depends what you're doing with GDP. So if you, can, if you can raise your GDP, then you're shrinking your debt-to-GDP ratio.
2: right. So that would make sense why capital flow to the United States is so important because that means investment into like, you know, blue caps or just new industry, new companies. And that's one way that the United States can improve and recover their manufacturing industry. And it's that will bring GDP. It's one portion
1: of it. Um, but I, I think the bigger portion of it is if you print money and let inflation run hot, you're kind of greasing the wheels of the economy as well. So you're also raising GDP. And then there's another portion of it. GDP is a failed metric. Um, so government spending, right. like just printing money, increases GDP.
2: But they're not gonna print money. We will see. Why would they need to if there's capital
1: flight from outside? Well that's the that's the big hundred trillion dollar question. At the moment, we're just not seeing capital flight because stock markets are crashing and the well, treasury yeah. markets
2: crashing. Well, yeah, that's part of the process. Like it's a process of elimination. You that's you, why you I get... said we will see. Yeah. I mean, It'll this is why I think it's so important because the, the Fed really doesn't give a shit about inflation. That's the excuse for them to do what they're doing, and what they are doing is. Destroying the entire monetary system, so they can build back better their way, and not the globalist way. Build
0: back flatter, trademark Corey Tuesday.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Build back flatter. I like that.
0: Um, um, yeah. So you I...
2: need to make everyone hurt and give them reason why they need to protect their assets or their their capital, whatever they have left, and send it to America and have it grow. It's all about capital flight. That's the game. That's the war that we have.
0: Capital flight. cross our
1: fingers and toes to see if we see it because we haven't seen it yet. The only capital flight we've seen is money go to the dollar, the US dollar, not the treasury market. That's all the US needs. Needs capital flight to the treasury market.
0: So you, it needs to go to the treasury market in order to really start a their movement?
1: That's... It needs... a Capital flight needs to go to the treasury market uh, for the Fed to continue raising interest rates aggressively like uh, Phil believes they can. Um,
2: or they have, you know, budget cuts as
1: well. That's going to help running, not running the large
2: budget deficits. And I think this is also where indexing all new debt to SOFR gives them even more room to raise rates
0: so we're not done raising rates fuck no i mean i do you think they go up 100 basis points after next this? yeah
2: yeah hopefully now i, think, I i'm more i'm more I think they, adjusting to the idea where pal might like not raise for a while just like keep it at like three percent or four percent whatever um but yeah we're, we're we're nowhere near done i think they're gonna keep raising until the end of twenty twenty two, into the twenty twenty three, and then maybe they'll pause, keep it in there.
0: Did you say the end of twenty
2: twenty three? No, end of, of twenty two into twenty twenty three. But hey, if it t- if it takes to the end of twenty twenty three, you're fucking so be it. I'm down. Yes, yeah, so
1: I I I have a slightly different view. Um, I was more. I had. I gave that probability of power being able to aggressively drain Europe and go to war with Europe, a higher probability two months ago. But I think what you're seeing in the financial markets over the past two months, is gonna force the hand of power. If he does continue raising rates at this uh, rate, then you will see an entire new financial system before the end of 2022. Um, So I don't think he'll be able to raise interest rates into 2023 because the entire global financial system will melt down before that.
2: Well, sure. But I mean, that just means that what his plan worked sooner than he wanted.
1: We will right? say it, it will come in due course. It will come. You no, really no, no,
2: no, no, no. So like, at first I was saying, yeah, they're going to raise through 2023. But then you're saying that won't happen because the agenda to destroy the financial system will happen before then. So that's like an optimistic view, right?
0: Well, I think so you guys are both talking towards the same thing. You're both saying it's going to happen, yeah. but Luke, you think it's that it's going to crash and burn before then. Yeah. And they're going to have so, to ease off.
2: If so, that be all... cool. And and, and ease off also... might not happen cuz maybe they'll just keep rates where they were as it like crashed and they'll just like have them like stay there. But yeah, like Luke, if that happens before 2023, before the end of 2022, that'd be super rad. I just feel yeah, like the
1: more, more legit, sooner. I, I'm more 50-50 on it. I'm more, I think Phil's more in the camp of this is what's going to happen. I'm more in the, okay, I can see that argument. It's interesting. Uh, the charts back up that argument, like capital drained out of Europe since June of 2021 when Powell raised the interest rates on the repo window. But now that you're watching the markets in the US and not the stock markets, I'm talking about the key markets, the mortgage-backed security market, the bond market, the $150 trillion bond market, and the treasury market all begin showing signs of illiquidity, I think that's going to hamper Powell's plans to be able to raise interest rates aggressively. I I can see the argument that he doesn't care so much about stock markets, but I think the treasury market is key. Um, And just look around the world. This kind of gets into what I wanted to talk about. Just in the past two months, you've seen an absolute flurry of protests around the world because as power raises interest rates, it worsens inflation in these emerging market countries around the world. Put very simply, if these countries have us dollar debt and power's raising interest rates strengthening the dollar, that means this debt that Sri Lanka, the Netherlands, even I don't know, Lebanon and Egypt, all the debt that these emerging markets have gets harder and harder to pay back. Um, And This is just a short list of the uh, protests going on around the world. A lot of these are inflation protests um, and food shortage protests. Um, But I think think things are really heating up here. And if there was any doubt that we were at the end of a 250 year revolutionary cycle, and at the end of a 90 year fourth turning cycle, and at the end of an 80 year long-term debt cycle, I think that doubt has been extinguished. I, I think we're watching all the chaos associated.
2: with those yeah,
0: cycles. I, I kind of had a thought about that with the all the unrest is that, you know, the internet was created by the government and, you know, early on they were like, ooh, this is cool. We can track everything everybody does. Um, but I think like most evil villains, they didn't think it all the way through. And yes. they did not think about the fact that, because think about pre-internet, we would have no idea that all these uprisings are happening. It's almost like, to make a lame movie reference, but like The Hunger Games. You know, The Hunger Games, They the uprising started, because this is going to sound so lame, I can't believe I'm talking about Katniss Everdeen on this, but when, when Katniss uh saves the the girl from the african american sector i forget what sector that is anyways and she like does the like you know the salute thing like the three fingers up to the camera and then they all start revolting in their sector and that's when it starts to spread because they mm. they made the people were saying hey we're not we're not standing for this anymore because it's really hard to stand for something if you're just doing it by yourself so you know, like the fact that there's people fighting everywhere, it's like, Hey, we all got this. Like, I thought it was cool. Do you see the Netherlands and German farmers uh, trading flags at the border? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just powerful stuff like that. And it's like this internet thing just blew up in their face and is backfiring on the powers that be. Um, And like, you know, the fun, one of the funniest memes I've seen with the whole Hunter Biden thing was um uh that meme of like when with Bane and Batman which I'm wearing a Batman shirt like 50% of the time I'm wearing a Batman shirt but uh he's like when Bane has his arms out and then it shows like that clown coming out with Mm -hmm. uh with uh like you know like his arms out and it it said like Bane it was like you know 6,000 year old uh blood cult and then, like the clown was like four chan users, like it's like four <laughs> chan users are just gonna take down this six thousand year, your old blood cult, um, you know. So it's just interesting, and and I, I love I like seeing people standing up for what they believe in, and I just couldn't imagine like that that the view of in in Sri Lanka whenever it was they were just like storming the president's mansion. I was like, oh my god, like. You know, I mean, China is going to break because the people, they, they have more control. Here's the thing that's really interesting to me. The fact that China is breaking and having protests is very interesting because they have a very compliant society that they have beaten down into submission for decades, mm, Yeah, and they are starting to lose it. And this leads me to also think that China definitely didn't want COVID to come out um, because they it wasn't on purpose let's put it that way because they would not want this uprising happening on their soil interesting
2: yeah i'm just surfing my timeline right now so a shout out to rachel tobias or aka the office of existential management and uh, she just posted a tweet an hour ago freedom starts in the mind not being a pussy and i thought that was just beautiful and relevant
1: it's nice to see the Chinese people developing a little bit of a backbone because there's a, I, we're watching a video at the moment of a bank run in, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that city, Shenzhou. Um, But you can see the Chinese police are trying to crack down on it. They're going full, they're going full 1984 on the citizens. They're lining them up, handcuffing them, and forcibly to take a Cervasa sickness test.
0: Um, I, th- I, th- I mean just imagine how much these people have had to put up with in China. you know we think we're going crazy in other places um you know so it's yeah it's it's time um and uh you know get more interesting here as it uh spirals out of control and uh also uh want to mention the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off and conserve your keys. Or conserve. Save your keys. Save them on your own wallet. Don't put them on places like, oh, I don't know, the next topic, Celsius. Because uh, Celsius said that they are going bankrupt. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy last night, right? Bankrupt. What's that? They're bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, we know they're bankrupt. But um, do you think this stops anytime soon? The CFC is bankruptcy and the shitcoin point
1: degeneracy.
0: The 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 uh, if everybody's wondering, Luke is on the other side of the room. Um, so that's why we can't hear him at the moment. He sounds like he's swimming. Um, but uh. No, I mean the the Celsius I guess the contagion that just keeps spreading and getting no. worse. Like do you see do you see somebody like Coinbase going down?
2: No, not Coinbase. Um it all depends, but I think this is all orchestrated by some powers that be just so that they can consolidate all these crypto companies in into one. And they'll do that probably as part of this like transitionary process to have a US-based stablecoin and just have a stronger, sounder infrastructure by some means. So I don't really see this stopping anytime soon, honestly. I love to be contrarian and disagree with
1: Phil. Tom's going to say, I actually, God... I thought, so I'm going to preface my opinion with this. Uh, short-term price predictions are impossible. I thought the bottom was in at 25 I also thought the bottom was in at 28 k That's why we don't leverage trade. But um, I think a lot of the liquidations in the Bitcoin crypto space are very close to being finished. Um, that's my opinion. I, I think you've already watched. Miners have begun capitulating. Obviously, Celsius, three hours capital. Everybody who's sold, in my opinion, I think they've sold.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's a, I think there's maybe one or two moments left that kind of freak people out. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to predict price, but I'm just being realistic. I think, you know, I think 15K on like a wick is very possible. Um, But then, but saying that the bottom in is in also makes people think that oh, we're going to go up forever, Laura. And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know. The more I think about it, like in Magoo, you know, Hoddle Magoo, shout out to him, really, really beats this, you know, drum. But it, where is that, Where where is the enthusiasm and the liquidity going to come from that's going to push this up again before, you know, Honestly, before the next halving, like, you know, we might float up and then float back down. We you know, we, we probably just bounce around here for a little bit. Cause it'll be the halving, the the um the markets and everything, and you know, the, the Fed will have done their damage by then, and um, and then it'll be time to, you know, go onward and you know, maybe in December after the next happening we're looking at like hey it's getting close to 69k is it going to break through and that's when it just blows through um maybe it happens before then i don't know that's
2: that's really um, interesting i wonder how if the fed is going to build their financial infrastructure on top of bitcoin i i can see them trying to float around this 20k area to accumulate more and also you know we say build in the bear market they're, that's probably what they're
0: doing
2: yeah <laughs> is building this out and i wonder how how uh, calculated in their timing uh, in correlation with the halving is going to be.
1: Yeah. I think, I think cycles are dead. Um, That was the the core premise of that paper. I released Bitcoin magazine late 2021. I said, this is the super cycle cycles are dead. Now that big money's here, Bitcoin for the first time in 12 years is a different asset. Um, So I I think, I don't think the halving is going to have a large impact. I think what I do not um, back to Hoddle Mabu's point a second ago, you don't need that much demand if there's no supply. That's what I'm watching. This chart I brought up here shows um, the amount of Bitcoins that have left exchanges over the past right. 24 months. And he essentially says um, there will be zero Bitcoin left on exchanges at this rate by 2026. So Bitcoin just saw its worst month ever in June, right? Or its second worst month ever in 13 years. It saw its worst quarter ever in 13 years. And you saw 140,000 Bitcoins leave the exchanges. Um, So I I think personally, you're going to get into a situation in the next year or maybe the next two to three years that there's simply no Bitcoin left on the exchanges. And you're not going to need that much demand to send Bitcoin to seven figures, even eight figures.
2: Yeah. And and right now, like the volatility is so low because there's not much volume right now. And so it's kind of like, that the, as far as price goes, it might even be kind of a, a coin toss if it goes down or if it kind of moves for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, Luke, in your theory that, that uh, cycles are dead, that means you think we pump back up in the next six months somewhere?
1: Um, short term. So it's that I'm not trying to I... say
0: like, hey, make a prediction. I'm just saying on broad strokes, if cycles are dead and like you showed with that chart with the volatility, if that's a, also a strong possibility of like it shooting up through, you know, through the all-time high, you know, I mean, it, it, based on that, it could shoot up through the all-time high, let's just say in the next three or four months, but then crash back down to the thirties. And then, you know, like it could go to hundred K and then back down to the thirties, like very easily you know and yeah oh yeah i think stuff
1: like that will happen um like the original when when i released that everybody was like stock to flow was hitting its target every single month like this was late 2021 um this is when stock to flow was like everybody was sucking him off and i was saying, like if we have a bull market there's no fucking way it's stopping at 200k i think it's going all the way to 500k or a million. And this is the thing that everybody misses. I was a perma bull, but I also chucked the preface out there and said, Hey, look, Bitcoin's correlated to the stock market. You could very, very comfortably see Bitcoin correct. Um, there's actually a tweet. I can reshare it, but I said, Hey, don't be surprised if stock to flow fails to the downside and then overshoots it into the upside in the same year because Bitcoin's very correlated, correlated to the equity market.
0: Yeah. So that's why I think people just need to, you know. I keep with the advice of, you know, buy, buy Bitcoin with money that you're okay with saving for four years and not touching. And not saying that in four years it will de- de- definitely be higher, but like, you know, it's just impossible to predict where it's going to be until it, you know, just becomes like whenever it becomes the world reserve currency or whatever it is, you know, it's going to be impossible to predict. You know, I mean, I think even last summer when I had Preston on the show and he said something like, you know, we, I mentioned stock to flow to him and he said, he said, could it shoot up to, you know, 250 K a coin? Yeah. Could it drop back down to 60 K? Yeah. You know, it's like, they're like, so people, you know, I think we've seen people lose their, lose their shirt. Um, Cause they, thought, okay, once it hits this price price barrier, it's gonna stay there forever. Um and you know, I was guilty of that. I thankfully was more conscious and listening to people that were saying be careful so I can get leveraged. Um but you know we see uh we see uh Mr. in sync Justin Timberlake uh who uh, you know got wrecked I think and now Wait. he's lashing out on Twitter.
2: Do you mean Nick Carter? Yes. Cool. Um it's not Justin Timberlake, it's Aaron Carter.
0: Yeah, well, I'm trying to just figure out if he is having a mental breakdown or if he's trying to troll people.
2: Yeah, dude, I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint that either, but I love the memes, it's great. Like holy yeah. shit, he actually bleached his hair. Like what, dude?
0: <laughs> hey, I you know, and I I bleached my hair in college. And you're
2: already blonde, aren't yeah. you?
0: yeah but I but I I believe it was like it's brown now but it was like brown in college and I bleached it like total slim shady put it in a faux hawk and went to uh and went to um a uh a pretty wild concert those are my young my young days you know in the future when my kids listen to this on rebroadcast because I'm sure they will they'll be like oh my god my dad was so old um God, who was at the concert? You know, Chris Cornell. That was, I think it was Chris Cornell, uh Lincoln Park.
2: Rest in peace, both Chris Cornell and the singer yep. of Lincoln Park. God yeah.
0: damn it. I know. You want to know? Here's a funny story before we wrap up here. A funny story about that. So I go to this concert, and it's you know, it's pretty, it's relatively tame. And um then they start playing. Uh, I think it was one step closer Lincoln Park and I just grabbed the nearest person to me like by the shoulders and started like jumping up and down just to be like yeah let's get into it and then like after 30 seconds I like slowed down I turned around it turned into a the whole lawn turned into a complete mosh pit and like there was this guy so then somebody lit their shirt on fire (laughs) threw it on the ground And then everybody just started throwing trash and clothes on top of it to the point there was this bonfire that was, like, 10 feet wide and, like, over our heads. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? And then that, like, the mosh pit was going on around that. And I'll never forget, there was this guy, because there's people, like, would walk into the mosh pit and just, like, boom, 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 throw elbows. There was this guy just walking around the outside, eyeing somebody up, pointing at them, and then just running at them full speed and just, boom, boom just not like of people. I was like, and then, and then the people would get up and they'd just go back in and keep my, I was like, that was my first, Oh, this is what a mosh pit is. I'd never really been around one, but I was like, well, I started something. Um, you know, so that's my bleached haired story. And, uh, you know, I guess that's what Nick Carter's going to be doing. Is going to be in a mosh pit this weekend, just throwing bows at people. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, um, Well, I think that's enough for this week, unless you guys have anything else. No. You're muted, Luke. You're muted, Luke.
1: Such a rookie error. I'm sorry. I was saying I've got something on the docket. Uh, If you're in Denver, Colorado, on July 23rd, head down to the Bitcoin Day conference. Um, I will be ranting and raving there early in the morning, I think. So if you want 10% off tickets, you can use promo code Luke. That is bitcoinday.io. Go check it out. Should be a good conference. Um, I believe Adam O is going to be there. Natalie Brunel is going to be there. Uh, Eric Yates is going to be there. Author of the book, The 7th Property. Um, So it's going to be a pretty cool little conference.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. And snag yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet at shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin made simple. And Phil, any closing thoughts? Uh, uh, By
2: Bitcoin, stop coping. Fed's not going to pivot. And uh, don't be a Bitcoin normie. Like, just stop. I'm tired of this NPC bullshit. Just pull your head out of your ass, zoom out study the nuance a little bit and realize that's what is important. Otherwise you're just as sour bitter as Peter Schiff thinking that the world's going to end and gold's going to win. Like, great. I mean, that might happen, but Bitcoin's going to take over eventually. So put in a little bit of work, put in a little bit of time, investment in yourself and figure out what's going on and change your mind frame because you need to update your thesis it's not just going oh. to print it go burr you need to take responsibility and actually kind of put in the work to understand what's actually going on
0: yep elaborate you're,
2: you're being a disservice to yourself it, elaborate
1: who who's a bitcoin NPC? normally? don't try not to name names because we're not like about 90, that like 95
2: 95 of bitcoiners on twitter
0: everybody's here i i'll tell you what i I do get the sense i'm like some of y'all to use a texas term for for phyllis i'm like you just go on twitter sometimes it's like some of y'all are way too dependent on number go up and it's obvious
1: i agree with that so many people are salty you can tell who leveraged themselves at
0: 60k yep yeah it, it is um You know, and that's why I tell people like crush it in the fiat world. Like crush your fiat mining. Like I'll tell you who's crushing the fiat mining. Not to shout out Movies Plus too too much, but uh, Phil is trying to make himself the um, first non-partner full-time employee at Movies Plus because he is absolutely killing it. And it's like this is where winners are made. It's in the it's in the bear market. and movies Aww. plus we are so close to being able to make an announcement that is going to just blow everyone away and um and uh, really uh, change the world so uh just just hold as uh Samuel L Jackson said in Jurassic Park hold on to your butts um
1: <laughs> that's a good quote for the rest of the decade yeah. of volatility
0: exactly but alright clubs yeah. we appreciate you guys and we will check you we will be in checking in with you next week for another just, episode hold, just,
2: just one, one last thing before we sign off like the movies plus thing uh, has become really important to me because not only should, do we need to fix the money fix the world like that's true but we need to take back the, the culture spigot, the, the, the culture through controlling the spigot of the media because there's two unofficial slogans of movies plus one is uncock yourself we are the anti-Netflix. Number two is burning down the cathedral, because that is what the main problem is. Yes, if you have a corrupted money, you can fund all this corruption and all this propaganda and force people to just consume it and be lied to. But, but again, it's that medium. The cathedral itself is what the problem is. And with decentralized technology like Bitcoin and decentralized, me- or, yeah, decentralized media platforms, that aren't for cancel culture i mean when you have sound money but you also have sound-minded people that want to push truth out to the world and not be able to turn off that truth that's really i think where the revolution is the and roof, movies plus movies plus is, is leading that revolution
0: fire. yeah i agree the cathedral the roof the roof the roof is on fire yeah um I, I couldn't agree. We
2: don't need the water. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn, burn motherfucker. mother. Have you
0: ever heard the version on uh on uh the radio? No. It's like burn mother burn. That's <laughs> like, funny. Yeah. Um yeah, you guys were born like after radios were a thing. Um but uh yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We'll check we'll uh, catch you next week on a ne- on the next episode of News Made Simple. Thanks for listening.